Hey John, I am now a low-down Portland hipster and I don't think you're cool enough to hang out with me anymore. Well, you can take your, your donuts and your, your coffee and your chocolate and your salmon, your bird on everything, and this is a bike lane and every other cliche I can throw at you and uh, go play with it. You forgot the beer. Oh, I forgot. Now, beer is everywhere. Portland can't claim beer. Okay. They try to. Um, they try to claim many things. Portland <laughs> is a delightful place. We're going to get all sorts of, like, you know, things thrown at us by the Portland, you know, Tourism and Convention Bureau. Why don't, you just, why don't we just tell us why you were in Portland? Let's start with that. I was in Portland for Swift by Northwest, as we spoke about um, last week when I was visiting you in San Francisco on the way. Um, yeah, actually, you know, I say I went to Portland. You know, I was in the Holiday Inn Hotel at the airport at Portland, which is a little different to hot <laughs> um, down in Portland. Around, let's just say um, around the Holiday Inn could be anywhere in America. It's, you would definitely be in America, but it could be anywhere. You really have no idea where you are. Did go into downtown Portland a couple of times. The few hours I was there, it looked really nice, and um, ate a couple of really nice restaurants, and uh, hung out in a couple of cool bars. But um, I think for me to give judgment on Portland from my um, uh, amount of visiting would be unreasonable. Not that that normally stops me, but it would be unreasonable. Well, okay, so now Holiday Inn of North America is going to be pissed at you. Do you think we should get them as a sponsor? <laughs> There's a good idea. Why not? The Holiday Inn itself was fine. It's just, you know, how glamorous can you be by an airport? Now, I will say, Portland Airport was really cool. Um, it was one of the nicest airports and the friendliest airports and most efficient airports I've ever been through in the US. Even the TSA was smiling and happy. That's because they were high. <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> because there are, there are notices saying that you are not allowed to export marijuana from Oregon. So they're probably <laughs> they're they're probably confiscating it all and, and having it for personal use. And somebody <laughs> says, you know, I, my 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 throat is so sore from yelling at these travelers to take out their laptop. Does anybody have a lozenge? I do. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get down here? No, the um, okay. So the Swift by Northwest conference, um, it was really really enjoyable. Um, I in fact. I, to be honest, I was a little bit jet lagged, so I wasn't always at my my most alert and best. I did feel a little bit. Um, uh, it starts on the Thursday evening, then runs Friday and finishes late Saturday afternoon. Um, I did feel a little rough come Friday afternoon, and did have to miss a couple of hours to just go get some get some rest because I was totally um, totally feeling bad. But um, other than that, it, it was great. I mean, it was a I, I can't, I'm rubbish at guessing how many people, I'm going to say 200, I don't know, maybe it was, that's 300, maybe it's 150, I really don't know, because um, I'm, I'm absolutely useless at making guesses like that. Um, a really nice group of people, um, there was a very much a good dynamic about the place, uh, you know, lots of people prepared to ask, ask, ask questions in sessions, um, the sessions for the conference were uh, a mix of single track and then a few breakouts on each day. Um, I'm not quite sure what the 
philosophy was on when things got broken out and not possibly about when the room needed to be set up for something else. I don't know. Um, uh, I'd say the only downside for me is in some of the breakouts, there were multiple sessions I would like to have seen. I only got to see one. That's always a problem with a multi-track conference. Um, the session, this is the first conference I've spoken at in a long time that does session feedback. Um, and, um, it's uh, so I have a, an envelope. Currently, still sat on my desk. Actually, let me let me rustle it so you can hear it. Okay, so that's oh, that sounds that sounds the authoritative yeah. rustling. Yeah, that's an envelope full of a big stack of feedback forms where people had to rate me on um, speaker style and delivery, speaker expertise, value of slides, demos, session expectations, and then there's the the bit that I think is most useful: the the comments. What did you like best about this session? And how could this session be improved? Um, reasonably happy with them. There's a few places, you know, not everyone's going to please everyone all of the time. Um, one person gave me a one for session expectations, but did write underneath, that's good because my expectations were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that ruins my speaker score. There we are. Um, I think my favorite comment in the what did you like best about this session from them was parts of it made my skin crawl but that's a good thing. I may have nightmares tonight. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. <laughs> Which I think I could put on my um, personal, you know, promotion website for as a as a conference speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Able to make hundreds of people's skin crawl at a single, with a single, you know, bat of an eyelash. Want to uh, want to give your delegates <laughs> nightmares? I am your man. <laughs> so. Um, mm. Uh, yeah, but on on the whole, it was positive, and actually, the feedback was really good. I'm, I don't do, you know, complex slides. They tend to just have one word on them. The slides are really there more to make sure the screen isn't blank and to remind me what to say. So there were a few comments on maybe the slides would be better. And I was doing a um, I was doing a talk called Cry Havoc and Unleash the Dogs of Software, um, which was really a set of anti patterns, you know, things not to do. You know, things to do to bring havoc to your um, project, and you know the thing being, if you did the opposite, um, then it would um, you you would not bring havoc to your software project. Um, a few comments did say it took me a little while to realise you were doing a reverse talk, and I thought you were an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and at first, I thought you were an idiot, but then by the time you talk, I was certain you were an idiot. I but really, good talk anyway. I really knew you were an idiot. Um, so there we are. I, I did look for more equality in our talk, uh, my talk, because I did feel that over the last few years, cats had had, had far too many slides in presentations, so I used dogs. Mm. Um, and I did did get a few comments saying nice but needed more dogs. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, so on the whole, I'm very good. But the uh, people wanted a couple more practical examples, so it's, that's good to know because it's the first time I've had feedback. I've given this talk two or three times, but it's the first time I've had a non-verbal feedback, and it, I think it's quite hard for people to give you um, feedback face to face of criticism because um, we all want to be nice. Um, so people just don't talk to you at all they didn't like it or there were things they didn't like about it um maybe other speakers don't maybe other speakers will, will give you that because we're harsh to each other um but it's uh so you know i'm not sh i'm still not 100 percent sure what i think of, of session feedback this way um i don't necessarily have a problem with it and it's a conference organizers thing but i would say there's um uh there's some you know, there was enough consistent people saying uh 
some funny code examples of the things that you were saying horrendous to help visualize it would have been useful that I think that's good feedback um, so it's um, uh, yeah so overall I think it went well and I think it's um, uh, it's a talk I should probably you know, do a little bit more work on it could turn into an even better talk so thank you to the people from Swift by Northwest who liked it not everyone liked it there were one or two negative comments about saying it was a complete pile of crap but um, you know you can say you can't please all the people all the time um, and I did one thing I did do is I pace around on stage quite a lot um, I don't know why I just do and so I decided <laughs> I decided um, using using my Apple watch that I would record a walk while doing, um, <laughs> doing doing my talk and it turns out that I can deliver a one-hour talk while it's walking exactly one mile. So. so so a mile in your shoes really is is, is a lecture. It is. It, it certainly is. So um, the talk went well. Uh, there were other really good talks. Um, I was followed by – it was quite good because I, my talk was quite um, – it wasn't soft skills, but it wasn't – you. Know, it was it was 9 o'clock in the morning, so you, you don't want to go digging into too much code and whatever else at that time of day. And that's not really the best type of talks I give, although I, I do give those sometimes. Um, so it really was a get-the-day-going talk. But it was good. I felt that I was followed straight afterwards by Daniel Jelkert, who did a really sort of quite deep dive talk straight away into lots of the command line tools that come with um, Mac OS and Xcode that you can use to sort of dig down into symbols in your apps and other people's executables to work out what's going on. So I think the fact it was immediately counterbalanced by a pretty deep dive heavy talk um i think as a as a conference uh, session worked well and i thought the balance of tech talks to soft talks um w went pretty well so i i think uh, the klein family who are the organizers of swift by northwest um should be very pleased with themselves they did a good job well good 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 and we did they karaoke went... so wow there we go i would pay not to see that um so I, I and well now now I'm all wanting to go to another conference. Where should I go? Where sh what what's the next great conference? I have no idea. I have no bookings. Ah, wow, <laughs> right. We're we're reaching the end of conference season. Conference season is traditionally um, sort of March April time into May, maybe you know, a sprinkling in February and a sprinkling in June, and then again September and October. Um, with maybe a sprinkling in early November now and again. So really we're moving out of conference season now for this year. So next spring um, will be when things probably kick off again. And, um, you know, I can recommend conferences that I like, but there are so, you know, it's a, they're, only, they're ones I've been to. And, you know, I don't want to say they're the best because there's so many conferences I haven't been to. So, you know, that could be equally as good or even better. I don't know. Um, so... I think I think it's interesting. There are a lot more conferences springing up in Eastern Europe. Um, as I said, I was in Romania a couple of weeks ago, and you were in Moscow um, not that long ago. Um, interestingly enough, talking to some of the other speakers um, at Swift by Northwest, um, some of them had been in Eastern Europe recently at other conferences as well. In fact, I think um, 
one speaker had been at another conference in Moscow the same week you were in Moscow at your conference, but it wasn't the same one. So no, um, she was there. There was definitely the, the woman from Uber was was gave no, her no, idea. no. This oh, this talking about another one. This is another person. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, oh we didn't think we didn't think it was the same person. Um, I don't want to name them just in case you know they were in Russia illegally and <laughs> I don't. But there we are. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I don't know. Um, it's. Uh, it's interesting. The the obviously the attendees of Swift by Northwest were primarily um, from the U.S. Uh, they travelled from all over the U.S. Um, quite a lot from the East Coast, actually. Um, uh, tended to be the ones that travelled a lot tended to be on from corporate companies, you know, um, who who are allowed to go to however many conferences a year on a budget because obviously you might as well go somewhere. People who are on their own dime, I think, were probably tended to be a little more local um but uh yeah i so i don't know I, I i would be hesitant to to recommend a particular conference um because i think that would be a little bit unfair because i i don't you know i, I could tell you ones i like but there we are is that copying out yeah that's copying out. that's copying out all right well i i got invited to give a talk in siberia and i i i have i, I kind of thank them and and i will think about it but Siberia does not. <clears throat> anything I know about Siberia is what I, you know, remember from reading one day in the life of Ivan Denisovich, the famous Solzhenitsyn novel, and it didn't sound very inviting. But I'm sure Siberia is much nicer now, and with climate change, it's probably becoming, you know, balmy. So, did knows? are you did sure you... they said they said talk, or did they say work? <laughs> that, that's hard, awesome. hard work. <laughs> come, 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 enjoy developer camp. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize to all the people in Russia who um who listen to this that we are uh, <laughs> having a um having a a um laugh at your unfortunate past. Yeah. Well, they can have a laugh at our unfortunate present, so. But anyway, that um, is true. Uh what was I going to say? All right, well, so uh can I talk about some uh some interesting things that I've been working on that I can only speak vaguely about, but I I learned some things that uh that I had not uh, played around with for a bit. I'm sure, John, the only reason our listener tunes in is to hear about the interesting things that you've been working on. Well, so uh, uh, sharing is something that I, you know, application sharing. And I don't know whether you've ever used share sheets or, you know, uh, in iOS. The APIs are, are very, you know, they're good, um, but they are limited. And this is something that I, w I, I think I remember talking about at WWDC, but I'm finally getting around to, to, to implementing something. And I think a fundamental problem with the iOS share sheet system is that it just it prevents, it presents way too many options that are, are completely irrelevant. And though you can tune them out, kind of Apple says really the share sheet should be up to the user to be able to arrange. But what that means is that. Okay, kind so of there was just like an explosion sound in my ear, and John disappeared. Can't hear me anymore. Somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight, someone's thinking of me and loving me tonight. Okay, so, um, before we got so rudely interrupted, you were talking about share sheets and um, Joe. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure that 
people will be very interested in us talking about our technical problems. But otherwise, let's just go back to share sheets and just start again, I guess. Uh, so, you know, if you've ever implemented the, the, the activity, well, I forgot even the name of the API, but basically share sheets, right? And the, 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 the fundamental user experience problem for it is that it presents tons of options, which for many, many, if not all users, are, 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 there's got to be at least a few of them that are irrelevant. And while it's possible to kind of, you know, trim the number of ones out that, that, you, that, that are completely irrelevant based on, on the data type, there are always going to be some which are just kind of, a URL is a perfect example. A URL can be put anywhere. So there's, there's only so much you can, you can kind of trim it down. Um, and so, you know, if, if there will be a common set of, of applications that users tend to use often when they share. So some people like Twitter, some people like Instagram, some people, you know, whatever. And so, you know, Apple's philosophy seems to be, well, let the user figure out exactly what they want. So that means like the first two or three times they end up using a system share sheet, they have to adjust it. And since it is a shared share sheet, you know, uh, it, it does adapt itself. But the problem for third-party developers is that you can't customize it in any way. It's a very kind of plain look, which is by design, but it kind of, it, it, what, what I think is, should be obvious, I think, to, to, to anybody has a, a complex application is that, that kind of user flow really matters. And when you kind of interrupt something and, and, and give something that's visually so distinct, it becomes jarring, it, it, there's a reason why a bunch of third-party developers have ended up kind of implementing their own kind of sharing mechanism, which is unfortunate because it means that you end up having to implement a bunch of stuff that 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 kind of it's already been implemented in, in a nice way by Apple, and that's why I, I actually did file a radar with some very explicit, you know, uh, um, request and and a very good example. But since you know one can't always wait for Apple, you kind of have to go ahead and, and work forward, and so. Um, working with some various uh, sharing APIs that are out there. Uh, you know, it used to be that before Apple had a kind of system sharing thing, you were you would either use every platform's explicit APIs directly, which oftentimes would mean embedding some some code from them. Um, or uh, if, if, if the person or the whatever, the people who are developing the APIs for the platform in question are nice, uh, then they'll do it in a, in a common mechanism, a common approach. And the common approach is, is just putting things up in the in the pasteboard with a specific key. So it's like, here's the data options that you can send us, put it in the pasteboard, use these keys, and then basically pass control to our application by invoking a URL because, you know, iOS apps can, can be invoked with, with custom URLs. So, for instance, you, you can open up the messages app on uh, by using, you know, SMS colon slash slash or, you know, the, you know, lots of different applications have it. Um, and so I, I like that approach very much because it's very, very clean. It's a consistent way of doing it. So I kind of enjoy doing that. Um, but the, the, the trick that you have to, to, to worry about is not every application is installed. So the, the, the only really approach you can take is to be able to ask the, the operating system, you know, can you open a URL of this type, right? So you created a URL, let's say, you know, SMS colon slash slash, and you can say UI application, shared application, can open URL or that's been deprecated in iOS 10, so you can use, you can actually try to open the URL but then not do anything. Um, <clears throat> uh, but anyway, th that allows you to kind of determine if an application is installed and then if it is, then you, you know that you can kind of communicate with it. Um, and there's one other trick that, that I had forgotten to do, uh, which is if you are going to even ask the question, you have to 
uh, put in your plist, there's a, there's a key called LS Application Query Schemes, which basically you define which applications you are, you know, you're you're, you're telling launch services, I, you know, I'm going to ask about these, you know, these these uh, URL schemes, but it's kind of hard coded at, at build time, and, and and that's fine. So you, and you, there's a limit, I think, of 50 of them, which is probably enough for everybody, if not absolutely everybody. I can't think of a, of a software other than one that's acting in bad faith um, to be able to, to try and ask which applications are installed. So anyway, uh, it's been fun working on that. Um, and I thought I would just share, because sharing is caring. It Sharing is caring, but not when you're having to use a share sheet. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, I, I, it, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because I, I, I suspect that, you know, Apple have had hundreds, if not thousands, of design and consideration hours over how share sheets should work. Um, but I guess that they're in the situation of dealing, you know, having to make them work in so many circumstances that you know the combination of keeping them simple and yet they can cover everything is is a pretty you know those are some of the most challenging design issues aren't they when you know it's got to be simple but it's got to cover every eventuality um in ways you know i'm sure those are the words that designers hate to hear <laughs> um, you know in, in, in engineering designers hate to hear so it, it is a challenge but i guess you know but then as soon as you move out of that i think you know it's again it's about is it you know different apis you know consistency is good so you know how maybe there's room here uh, not 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 just necessarily with sharing. One of the things you know for for in places, Apple to say, look, this is our generic solution, um, but we understand that you might want more specific solutions. So here's a set of patterns or ideas or or, or protocols or whatever they feel is appropriate. That you know we understand if third party people use these types of approaches, or when you're doing your own customer, you use these types of approaches, will stay in sync with the way we work together. Mm. Um, but um, I guess the real thing is, no, just use ours, I guess, is the normal one, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. Um, well, but I think handoff, and that, that's the kind of generic term for that technology of putting things in the pasteboard, and you can expire it because there are the general pasteboards that ultimately get, get shared between devices. I mean, that, that's how continuity or handoff even works to begin with. So it, if it's a good way to be able to continue you know, your app that may work on multiple platforms, it's also a good technique for allowing third-party apps to interoperate. So... Um, it's nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It, I guess. Yeah, no. It's, well, it's definitely a lot nicer than it used to be, anyway. Yeah. Uh, with that stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. My work this week has been a little, um, you know, coming back from uh, a couple of trips um, with you know both quite short, lots of travel involved. Um, I'm actually only back in my office for three days before I go on another trip. And I find getting my head back into um, some reasonably complex problems I'm working on uh, quite difficult and, and psychologically quite hard as well because I know I'm only here for three days and therefore I will probably at the end of those three days be just back up to my my brain working exactly where it was when I left and I'm off again. So that sort of does dampen the um, the enthusiasm Um to, to to keep going so i find i have to to make to make the most of days like this i have to try and break my uh what i'm trying to do down to a 
lots of really small goals um, just so that I can you know keep achieving little things and getting encouraged because I find if I have one big goal in this type of environment you know for me personally in this type of return to work I would just end up not achieving it and spending two or three days drifting everywhere and using any distraction I can to, <laughs> to avoid doing it so it's about trying to find tiny wins that actually moved me towards my my bigger goal um yeah and obviously the the first uh, uh first win you've always got to make when you come back to a project where you're working on with others is is getting whatever has been submitted and accepted in the master branch or the developed branch since you've been away and working out how much you've broken the code that you left not pushed in that time that you were working on um in, in whatever else so that's always a fun start to to the day as well and then, of course, you know, I'm still working in uh, React Native, so I have I have the joy that um, every time I'm trying to do something in it, I'm still trying to come to, you know, learn what the techniques are. So you're looking at all stuff. So yeah, this is. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's the learning side of it. I find okay. Um, so it's not bad, but yeah, I think one of the problems with conferences for me when you do them regularly is it just makes life a little bit bitty, and that makes it hard to really knuckle down. Um, and get some stuff done which is a, a, a bit of a challenge but other than that it's good well there we go tiny wins is the name of this episode it's almost the, it's almost a good name for a podcast now that i think about it it is isn't it mm. yeah it's uh tiny wins there we are maybe i should find someone to do that with oh my god <laughs> that's so mean you know, you started me and you ended me. So I tell you, I, I tell you this: if people who, if the, if the listener sorry. and a half, I if amuse our, myself. Sh- if if our listener and a half wishes to chastise Scotty for being so mean to you, to me rather, how should they do that? Where should they direct their vitriol? You can come celebrate my meanness with me it's on Twitter as MacDevNet or on Micro.blog as Scotty. Or, of course, if you want us both to hear it, you can uh, send us an email at feedback at ideveloper.co. And if anybody wants to show some solidarity towards me, you can find me It's on... not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Don't, don't even bother, John. No, so come on. So mean. So mean. So uh, you can find me on the Twitters as Jembe. That's D-J-M-B- D-J-E-M-B. <laughs> you, 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 you so... You know, startled me, Scotty, with this this uncharacteristic meanness that I can't even remember my Twitter handle. It's D-J-E-M-B-E. That's djembe, like the West African drum. All right. Yeah, it's, uh, what do you mean you were surprised by being mean? Am I anything other than mean ever? Never, never. Where's never, Taylor you know Swift I lo- when I need her? Yeah. All right. You, you know I love you really, John. Okay. John, it's been an, it, I would like to say it's been an absolute pleasure. But uh, you but won't. I'm not going to. <laughs> because that's just the old cliche that we always use so thank you thank you everyone for listening we can use the word everyone now because we know we have at least 1.5 listeners Uh, and um, uh, we would love to hear from you Uh, so please do contact us let us know what you think and it would give us something else to talk about as well so um, please be in touch and until next time you take care somewhere out there beneath Thank you.